Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Sadak, TV voice of the Cincinnati Reds, and you're up for late night Reds talk. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Happy Wednesday night. May the fourth be with you all, and welcome to a fantastic edition of Late Night Reds Talk Live, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. For the latest developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, like taking the Brewers to win plus 15, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. And don't forget this weekend, the Rose of the Kentucky Derby. Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And look, guys. We are going to get into tonight, obviously, because whew, yowza. Before we get into everything, our excellent producer, Nick Kirby, it is his birthday. <laughs> We're so happy to have you here as part of our team, Nick. We're grateful for everything you do for us. And I use this for, for take a shot tonight. I use my Christmas story shot glass because you live in Cleveland and the house is in Cleveland. So this is some bourbon and Coke from the TikTok <laughs> video I made earlier. Happy I've birthday, a, buddy. I've got a moose shot glass since uh, the moose is back, right? <laughs> That's right. Something's got to be back. Cheers, right, guys, buddy. Cheers. Happy birthday. To 3 and 21. Woo! Let's do this. Let's do this. I have some more bourbon because, good Lord, we need it. Yeah, so, since that lineup came out today, I was like, oh, I know. reach for that top <laughs> shelf, baby. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, Man. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll wait to go to the gym till you know, the second or third inning or so. And then I saw the lineup and I went, I'll go now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure the lineup really mattered all that much tonight. It, no, no, <laughs> no. So I did that TikTok where I like chugged the beers after the losing streak was stopped the last time. And now they're on, it looks like they're on track to have an even longer losing streak. So I don't know what I'm going to do then. Uh, by the way, Nick and Carlos are here. I totally forgot to introduce you guys to start the show. That's just all the sorts we're at right now. Um, but yeah, tonight, 18 to four was the final. The Reds are now three and 21. They have now lost 12 straight road games. <laughs> Joey Votto, Tyler Naquin, and Nick Senzel are all in the IL out of the blue today. Look, if you're coming here, like this is not the Angry Reds podcast. You know this by now. But, whew, man, what a night. What a night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say, man. Usually I have something, but, yeah, it's, um, look, it's, it's ugly right now. Every part of it's ugly. It's not just 3-21. and 21. It's all the run differential and. Well, not even just the team, you know, the outside noise and the relationship with with Reds fans and Reds ownership, and it's tough, you know. It's um, <laughs> our part is the only thing that's going to fix any of this is winning, and uh, I don't really see 
you know, getting back above 500 this season anytime soon. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? 18 games under 500 the first week of May? You don't think it's possible? Yeah, I, um, yeah. <laughs> I missed the lockout. <laughs> But at this point, I mean, it, it's 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 funny. It's entertaining. I mean, yeah, I really what? want these guys to get healthy and get back so they could like win some ball games. But I'm feeling better this week about these games than I did last week. It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, every loss gets a little easier. I feel like you know. <laughs> I mean, because you know, at at some point, you know, like. I don't know when the which which I don't know if it was fourteen, fifteen, or sixteen. I was like, yeah, okay, that that pretty much does it. You know, you're not coming back this year. I mean, look, at some point, you know, this team's going to get relatively healthy and they'll play a good stretch of baseball. Uh, I know I don't blame anyone who doesn't believe me right now, but I swear it's going to happen at some point. Um, you know, like this team isn't that bad. If you're watching, you see the graphic. I mean, that's just like, come on. Like that's a major league roster. Like since Nell and Naquin, like how is this the third time they've been shuffled onto the IL? Like, I, I mean, it's just, I, I, I've just never seen anything where so many things can go wrong. Like every, every facet, you know, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm planning on going to some games this weekend at GABP. Like, like, are the concession stands do they work, or is there issues there? Like, it's BYOB. <laughs> you can have a cooler. Yeah, no man, alcoholic like, beverages. However many sandwiches you can fit in the one cooler, just bring it like on a, in. Just everybody come in. The gates are open. It's like back in the day when you go to UK football games and you could literally just walk into the twelve pack over your shoulder and no one said a thing because they're like, yeah, they're two and nine. No one's here. Oh, wow. Pat Flew Monday. Rowdy would be third <laughs> on our team in RBIs just tonight. <laughs> Man, here's the other thing. This team has to send somebody to the All-Star game by Major League Rules. They have to have a representative. <laughs> I mean, I think FAM has like a thousand OPS right now. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I mean, look, it, it, it's going to get... It's going to get better at some point. Um, you know, it, it's just right now, It's uh, I've never seen anything like this. This, this is incredible. When they send fam to the All-Star game, they're going to be like, listen, you don't come back. You send two minor leaguers back. <laughs> you go you find a team to send two prospects, send them back to Cincinnati. We'll be waiting. <laughs> Matt Reynolds. I would, I would love. We got a couple comments. Uh, Alexis Diaz, who's pitched really well, something like that. That would be cool. Hey, Drury, I would love Drewy, Drury, Drury. Yeah, Did you be- guys see when Andrew McCutcheon had that RBI single off of Matt Reynolds that he apologized as he was walking to first base? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he literally was like, "Sorry, man." <laughs> Should have apologized for not hitting it out, man. That would have wrapped <laughs> up my week in fantasy baseball. Like, come on, man. Like. <laughs> I already, I already uh, did the unforgivable and picked you up. Like, and you only can hit a double. Come on, man. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, Nick and I both picked up Rowdy Telez this week. I had a couple tweets at me about Rowdy Telez's performance today. Because I, whatever I said last year, I shouldn't have said that. I just shouldn't have said it at this point. But it's funny. I mean, it's it, funny. It was the easiest pickup ever. The Reds don't have like a, I think they have deal. I guess he's a lefty, but. 
Like that's yeah. the only lefty on the staff and and Telez just mashes right handed pitching. You can't bring Rizzo have any left handed relievers to even bring in to hurt him late in the game. So yeah, it was a pretty pretty easy easy pickup this week. But I think we're at the point now when Luis Castillo and or Nicola Dolo or Mike Miner come back. Um we we know we know the two guys that are going down at this point, right? It's got to be Vlad. And it's got to be Raymar San Martin because that's. Whew. Well, San Martin is already is already down. Um, but yeah, Take I mean, a drink, I, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> it's OK. I mean, I, I know there's like eight roster moves a day, so I, I try- yeah, if you're not on Twitter, like at least every six hours, you're going to miss some shit. <laughs> I got that notification happening. on. Um, but yeah, no, I, I can't imagine Gutierrez makes another start. And, um Reds picked up some some dude today from the Marlins. Yeah, I don't know. Those the Rays. That's exactly right. They picked up some dude. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna give him a shot. Yeah, it was the Rays. See, Tim, you are on it. You just you just must have missed it. The, the, the is, I mean, it's it'll be good for him. He he needs to go down and figure some some stuff out because he's obviously like off. He's not this bad. Yeah, not, you know, he's like how to not lose control and throw somebody's head on accident. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I mean his confidence is just shot. You know, he he yeah he needs to go down. You know, it's doing him no good. It's doing the Reds no good. You know, have some pick up some dude like they did and let some other guy get rocked if that's the same result, and at least let the guy you know hopefully you know work on his uh, his issues right now. But yeah, because yeah. the Lord knows he's going to be back up. Yeah, it's not like they play the a day other. game tomorrow or anything, guys. Oh. <laughs> do right we gotta do this again <laughs> oh man 140 is now a bad it's now a bad time to say that we have merchandise at late night reds talk where you can buy our t-shirts they say reds on them but they're us you're not supporting the reds you're supporting us so we that. totally failed with not having late night red shot glasses <laughs> yeah they're on the, they're on the shop yeah we should have bought them <laughs> You didn't tell us it was your birthday, Nick. I don't like to make a big When's your birthday again, Carlos? In March. Thanks for asking, guys. I remember you celebrated the big 4-0. It was awesome. You had cool pictures. I don't remember. I was told it was a good time. <laughs> That's all that matters, my man. Yeah, the thing, like, Nick said he's coming down, so I'm going to see Nick this weekend. We're, we're going to catch a game. And then I'm unfortunately going up to Cleveland in a couple weeks to see when the Reds are playing the Guardians. So, like, I, I am going Sunday. So I'm going to see this team three more times at least in the next two weeks. Like, pray for me. You love it. Yeah, I mean, look at the pitchers that the Reds are going to have <laughs> coming up. That that they're going to have starting for for the Reds and who they're going to be facing. I mean... Again, I I don't I don't think they're gonna go on a ten game win streak or anything crazy, but I, I think there's at least a couple W's out there. Um, you know, I just think right now I mean, it's just it's just every phase has such such a big hole. Like you know, you're running out Vladimir Gutierrez, you're running out San Martin. I mean, Connor Overton gave a great start, but you know, you, when you're running out four and five of these guys in a row, um, I mean, it's just and you don't have the offense right now. Uh, to, to do anything it's just you know it's um 
I and, mean, they, they would only be favored in like two of these games. Would they be favored in any of them? Like maybe Pittsburgh, Lodolo, and Tyler. But then they won't be favored with Castillo versus Peralta. They won't be favored with Vladdy. Like they won't be favored with Hunter Green. Those Pittsburgh games at home, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't bet on a day-to-day basis on baseball, but I would imagine they'll probably be favored. And did you could have bet online? Yeah, I would imagine. I don't know. Maybe. I don't imagine. It's going to be close. Whatever. One way or the other. Whoever's like, and that's the shitty thing about it. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates. And we have ten wins right now. Mind you, they're they're ten and fourteen. They won seven nothing today. So they're due for some losses. The Reds are due for some wins. It's positive for <laughs> positive and negative regression. Let's uh, we need it to be our friend. But no, I mean, just you look at that and you you, you at least see you know some. And I again, this is just off of uh, uh, Fangraphs roster resource. But I I don't think Vladimir Gutierrez is going to be making that start on the tenth. Uh, I think yeah. that, I think they'll that'll be uh, Duggar, the guy they picked up, or maybe Overton makes another start. But again, I, mean, I think there's going to be more days where at least the Reds have a, a better chance coming up, and hopefully they can at least, you know, I don't know, split a series with Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's just look at Robert Duggar question mark. That should be a, on the back of his jersey, Duggar question mark. It's like I am Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Is that my name? Good so for wait, him being on the, the big league roster. The guy they picked up from Tampa is going to start the doubleheader on Saturday. I'm I'm assuming that's probably he he's a start he was a starting pitcher throughout his minor league career. He was just used in relief in Tampa. We are back to the Asher Wojciechowski days in this circumstance, aren't we? Just picking someone up and throwing him on the mound and see what happens. No, it worked with Connor Overton. Yeah, that's been the best start in two weeks. Hey, yeah. I know you uh, decided to retire since being cut, but you want to come up to Cincinnati for a little bit? <laughs> I mean, Johnny Cueto got a minor league contract with the White Sox. He couldn't get a major league deal with the Reds right now. Bronson Roy would probably bring in some tickets. <laughs> Post game yeah. con- concert and start, you know, maybe maybe do a tandem. Actually, if he performed songs between innings. Through the inning, then played a song. I think we might be on to something. This is tough days, boys. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do at this point, though? Like, at this point, all we can do is, like, is laugh to hide the pain, right? Like, that's what we got to do at this point? Like, Yeah, I mean, it just, you know, hope and pray that ha- half of these guys, you know, get healthy. You know, at least I mean, it's one thing to be three and 21. It's another thing to be three and 21 and Jose have a major roster on the IL. Yeah. Well, not just that, but the guys that you are counting on to turn this around are all hurt right now. You know, when you have Barrero in India and Sinzel all out and, and Lodolo's out right now. Um, I mean, it's just like these are the guys that at least, you know, you want to watch and see how they're developing and and uh progressing and all those kind of things it's when when you have both of these together it's just it's it's brutal i don't know what else to say hunter green is the best start tomorrow i bet she ends up on that il why would you put that out there it's terrible 
You're reaching Chad Dotson territory. Yeah. Shout out, Chad. He's going to be like, don't miss me with this shit. I mean, just the way things are going, man. Yeah. Whew. Man. Uh, I got a question for you guys. I'm kind of curious. I'll, I'll spin it around. I mean, do we feel like any of this 3-21 and 21 start kind of makes you go, well, you know, maybe some of these trades in the offseason were a good idea. You know, does it change your guys' thoughts on any of that? I mean, I, was, I know I'm like the only person I feel like at times, but I was never really against the whole – I wasn't in love with the idea they traded Jesse Winker. I wasn't excited about it, but I wasn't like, you know, doom and gloom about it either. But no, I mean – I'd probably feel a lot better about it if the guys that they traded for were starting on the major league roster and not injured, but you know, everyone's injured on this team. Yeah, I, I, I definitely don't. <laughs> I'm still not coming around to how it's a good thing for the Reds to have traded those guys. Like, well, I, I mean, know, just more, just more from the thought process that like, I don't think Jesse Winker and Auenos Suarez are going to, they, got, they might be able to win three a couple 20, of more games. Three and 21 team into a contender at this point. I mean, well, yeah, but, you know, you can't compare the, you can't compare on what didn't happen and what could have happened with the same people. Like, I don't know. I, I still can't justify trading Winker and, and Suarez for, for what they did. Like, I, I don't, I still don't get it. I know why they did it right now. You know, selling Suarez at his all time low on what he's worth and being cheap. It's, it's still tough for me. Just interested, interested in your thoughts. Sure. I think, I think Suarez is more about, I don't think it was really about cutting his money for this year because they ended up re spent reallocating it. I think they, they, my guess is, is their thoughts were more of this was their last chance to be able to trade him. And his contract actually goes over into that, 2024 season when all the other contracts are gone so i think they i think they want all those contracts off the books and so i think that was probably um more of the motivation to, to give them more flexibility um around this next group of talented guys that are all hurt <laughs> <laughs> right now yeah what's the update on justin dunn will he ever like play for, will donovan solano ever have an at bat for the reds like I don't know. I thought he was supposed to like miss like three weeks. <laughs> They're saying he's like really hurt. Like he was like on crutches the other day. Oh my god! Anything the Reds say about how injured a guy is, I don't true. believe anymore. Like That's Jonathan true. India, they're like it's just a recovery day. All of a sudden he's back on the IL. It's like the hell does that mean? Like he was shut down six days ago following injection. Yeah. So Oof. I mean. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. What's the What's the Jake Fraley update? Does he exist still? Is he still someone? He hurt a shoulder or something. Oh my god! It wasn't COVID for him. It was an actual injury, or or yeah. not. COVID. Hey man, you said you wanted Matt McLean this year. It might happen, but not because of performance. It just might not have a choice the way things are going. Yeah. No way they're starting his clock this year. He is raking mm. right now, for what it's worth. I know we'll get to that later in the show, but he is raking. Hit a grand salami and a homer today. 
two bombs. I don't know. I don't know about all that. I, I feel like the Reds have definitely shifted a little bit of their like clock starting because India Green and Lodolo, they didn't hold them back. I feel like all those guys came up when Yeah, but it would be such a waste of bringing them up like in what July? Eh, yes and no. I mean I, I don't I would bring him up when he's ready. I mean, again, I don't I mean he just got to double A. Let's not, you know, push him, but I don't know if I necessarily lost faith that they would, you know, just completely service time of a whole year or anything like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. But then again, if those then again, if those guys get healthy, like where is he going to play? Yeah, and when right. India comes back, um, third base maybe. I mean, Barrero's going to come back. Like the way that Farmer's playing now, like Barrero, it's going to be his spot to lose. Yeah, they're, gonna, they're slowly going to work him in. You know, he's going to start like twice a week at short, and then he's going to start three times a week at short. Then he's going to start six times a week at short. Has he had a hit since his four double game? Uh, he's. Did he get a hit tonight? Or did he, he walk? Reached, he stole a base. I mean, you know. Because he was 0 for 18 coming into the game. Yeah. Well, McLean could, McLean could play all over, though. So, I mean, I, I think... I think Naquin and Fam are probably gone at the trade deadline. So, you know, if we're talking after August, well, it's a little later, isn't it? It's like August 5th or something yeah. now. Um, I mean, I think there'll definitely be a spot for him if he's ready. I don't, I don't, I don't see that really handcuffing him. I don't know. It'd be nice to it'd be nice if Mike Mustakas could just kind of go on a tear and, you know, have someone at least, I don't Straight know. David Justice. E twenty five. Sorry, Nick, but pushing that uh, deadline back. Do you think the teams are still going to wait to the very end to do the trades, or or some going to happen? You know, a month in advance, month and a half in advance. Like, is what is the, what's the purpose of the Reds holding on to say Fam? Say if he if he has like a you know career average year and, and somebody wants him. Like, what's the point of the Reds holding on to him for any longer? Well, I mean, if someone offered something great right now, sure, jump on it. But uh, I think there's several factors in that. I think the longer you wait, the more teams will get involved. Because right now, you're going to have a lot of teams that are, well, yeah, sure, we'd love to add Tommy Pham, but eh, I want to see how we're doing in a couple months. Because, I mean, like, look at the Reds last year. You know, the Reds on mid-May were pretty far out of it, right? And then they kind of made a run and, uh, you know, and then that maybe changed a little bit of the thinking when they went and got three relievers. So I think you get more teams, more competitive. You get more teams that are desperate. The longer you wait, more players are going to get injured on other teams. You get more desperate. And then the other thing is, too, is the longer a team waits, the cheaper Tommy Pham is to them because the Reds are paying his salary every week up as long as it goes. So yeah. it, it, it kind of increases, you know, a lot. I think a lot of, uh, you know, the Reds are the only team that has budget issues. Most teams do, you know. Um, so, I mean, I think, you know, the longer you wait, fans are more attractive. But sure, if a team jumps on it, like like last year with Willie Adamas, he was traded super early because that both teams were aggressive and it worked for them at that moment. But that was a trade, remember, where both teams were trading players to help both teams out it wasn't one team trading a prospect for Unloading, a, yeah. you know so that's a little bit different of a scenario you know you just you don't see very many trades 
where it's prospect for good player until you get closer to the deadline. Yeah. Not saying that's right or wrong, just how it's, you know, <laughs> how, how it's played out. Would the Royals take Moose as like a welcome back thing? Like just straight like nostalgia pull, like the Cardinals getting pools? Is that a thing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I, think so. Well, we take he's Ricky gonna, back. He's gonna be he's gonna be tough. I mean, I, I mean honestly, I think if the Reds could get someone to eat twenty percent of his take twenty percent of his salary and the Reds pay the rest, I mean, I think it would be good just to you know be able to have that not have that spot that you kind of feel like you have to play him at and at least be able to play some younger guys. I think that would you know. Uh, that would help. I just don't see his value increasing at any point. I'll say, well, let's hold on to him. And let's see if next year he kind of increases value. I mean, I think you so can, if it comes down to Moose and Fam going, who are the Reds going to send? Because it's going to be their option. Probably Fam. Because you, I mean, like, I think I, they I, would I choose I bet you they'd Moose. Go, I bet you they'd go Moose, so we can say, hey, we got this All Star Moose over here, up the ante for him. They probably want to get rid of Moose more just because sake of the ext- the length of his contract compared to Fam's. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, I think if you unload any of Fam, it maybe increases the if the Reds you know, want to add a little bit more this offseason. You know, anything you're able to get rid of with, with his contract because he's signed through next year. Fam, I, I think has a mutual option, but he's still only like half the price of Moustakis. So I, mean, I think that kind of changes it. But yeah, I mean, again, like got a comment here, like. I- yeah, I don't. I don't know. You have to find someone who's willing, and uh, I, I don't know if I was on the other end. I'd be like, "Hey, we got Mike Mustakis. Let's go!" You know, come on, well, guys. Like, like in Moneyball, when uh, the A's took uh, David Justice, the Yankees were paying his full salary still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If we can get something like that, good question here. Uh, let's uh, give this one to Carlos. Uh, from Zachary, why are the Reds so bad at injury management? How they announce it, most bizarre thing. Also, be terrible. At. I'm gonna cause think about the why are they so bad at injury management. I'm gonna answer that second part. I think, I think a lot of people make way too big of a deal about how they announce it. Um, again, you have to. You don't want to tell the other team that you have a player unavailable because that hurts you late in the game. If if a team knows that Jonathan India is not available at all, then they can throw their left-handed start, left-handed reliever. You know, they don't have to, India is going to hit left-handed relievers hard. Um, whereas the rest of the Reds lineup is pretty much terrible against left-handed relievers. So it makes it easier for the other team to manage. So I don't get too much into what they say and don't say. I think they're strategically um, vague about that. And overall, I think that's probably a smart thing strategically, but Cause do you have anything? I mean, do you think it's bad luck? Do you think there's something they're doing wrong? Do you think it's? Uh, do you have any insight into uh, that? And the injury management part, I'm kind of a little confused. on exactly what he's talking about. Is he talking about mainly more of like how, how they announce it, or well, is like, it more of like they they're saying India is rest day, rest day, rest day, and then injured list three days later? Like, why did you just play? three games with a man down whenever you're the worst team in the league. I think that's where he's going with, with that. And I agree with it. I mean, it's like, okay, we all saw India round, round the bag at third and he came up lame. What's the point? You're already, however many games that was, what, four games ago that he did that. I mean, it's, it's done. The season's done. Put him on the IL. 
just do it then bring somebody else up it's it, and and they've done that a couple of other times this season already and it's just, i don't understand it what why are they trying to push somebody whenever it doesn't matter anymore already especially with jonathan india yeah i would definitely be more cautious with india absolutely same um, I think some of it also comes down to like, when it's maybe not India, but other players. Some of it's also, there's a lot of 40 man roster stuff that is way more complex than I think any of us give credit for. Like that stuff is not True. easy to manage when you have to, you can't just DFA everyone because if you DFA everyone, you're going to run out of players. You're going to be really, you know, doesn't digging, look good for free agents, digging deep. And, and I mean, there's also, there's also costs involved with that. Like all those little you know, um, um, call ups and send downs that'll cost money. And, and, and I'm sure that that aspect of it is, you know, put into a budget and a spreadsheet somewhere. And, you know, it's a lot more complex than I think a lot of people think, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I get, you know, uh, you know, playing a man hurt, but at this point, what does it really, a lot of it matter? <laughs> I mean, like, like if we call up, who we call it up to replace Jonathan India? That's gonna make much of a dent, and we also don't have like we don't have to pinch it for pitchers, you know. Like, yeah, what was it saying? What were they saying today during the game, during the broadcast that Jeff Hoffman was in the dugout in case they needed an emergency pinch hitter? Is like, what world are we living in right now? How many forty man guys are left in in Louisville? Not many. <laughs> Not many. They're, they're probably going to shift some guys to the uh, the sixty uh, the sixty uh, yeah day day D I L. Um, I mean, I think there is. I'm looking at the forty man roster now. I'm not sure if there's a single position play. I think uh, the catcher. I think the catcher is the only position player. The catcher, Kolvarski. Yeah, thanks for think. Wow, Tim, I'm really impressed at this stage that you were able to say that. <laughs> He's the, he's the he's the he's the no no Alan Serta Alan Serta is the only other guy on the forty man roster that's a position player that is not up or on the IL. He hasn't come up all year, right? No, he hasn't. Not but, yet. That's but messed up. Give the guy a shot. You're giving everybody else a shot. <laughs> let let the kid play. He's only he's only a double A though, isn't he? We're having oh, this conversation in May, mind you. Not not August. Not September. The Fourth week of the season, we we're like, just Dayton. give a guy a chance. He's in Dayton. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, they brought best up Jose league. Barrero from Dayton. Best team, best minor league team in baseball, the Dayton Dragons, right now. So, <laughs> but I mean, that's it. I mean, like they have no one else on the forty man roster except for the catcher and a guy in single A. You know, I mean, so if you say, all right, well, let's let's call a guy up for two days to to fill a, an aisle spot. We got to cut people and. Man, it just really goes down a ugly <laughs> road, you know. It's very slippery slope. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Should we talk about? Oh yeah, Nick, oh, how are man. you feeling from this news? We should have. You should have had the clip ready to go from TikTok. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Right now, we could have taken a little breather, gathered oh, ourselves, guys, poured another shot for Tim. Are you guys following us on TikTok at Late Reds? We have a lot of fun with it. It's it's a good time. If you aren't following us, you should be. Um, exactly. Come on, Dayton. man. Could Dayton beat the Reds? I mean, I think maybe right within a few runs. Yeah. You give me the right odds, I'll take Dayton. <laughs> yeah. Dayton plus two and a half. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, if you're 
watching, you see this, but if you're listening, uh, Aristides Aquino was DFA'd. Two thousand nineteen August National League Player of the Month, no longer on the Major League roster. Um, obviously, not a shock with his performance this year, but you know, for our friend Nicholas Kirby here, who was the president and flag bearer of the Aristides Aquino Fan Club, I'm sure he's um, he's doing all right right now. Yeah, oh, Carlos left. He didn't want to hear my thoughts. Um, <laughs> hard to blame him. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it stinks. You know, it was it was getting down to it where you know it was you know just had to do something um it, it really stinks he didn't have an option and couldn't have got sent down and, and and tried to work on some things but yeah i will always be an aquino fan it sucks it didn't work out i would love i would tattoo. i would love if no one picks him up and can goes, i buy you a punisher tattoo for your birthday let's do it let's do it tim I'm in. Yeah, I mean, I, I think n- nothing would say Nick Kirby more than a getting a tattoo of a guy that just got DFA'd by his favorite <laughs> team. We're asking the wrong person here. Mrs. Kirby, if you're if you're listening, <laughs> let us know on Twitter if it's okay. Uh, I hope she went to bed. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the Reds go on like an eight-game win streak at some point this year. I'll get a late-night Reds tattoo. That's how confident I am it won't happen. If they do what now? If they go on an eight-game win streak, I'll get a late-night Reds tattoo. Eight's not that much, especially oh, with, man. with how we much got action. How much positive we have something to cheer for now. Yes. Eight. Whoa, 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 whoa. Easy, easy killer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just because it's after midnight doesn't mean we have to go that crazy. Woo. Late night red silk stockings, baby. <laughs> They're not winning eight in a row at any point this year. Okay. This me. is again. You better talk to the wifey before you double down on this bet, buddy. Ooh, that's, I mean, the, the, 20, she'll laugh if I tell the, her what it is. So. 2018 team, I think won seven in a row. I mean, damn, Tim. there's been well, some, a, there's been some either, awful teams winning games. It's in on a row. the internet. You can't take it back. Oh, I'm well aware. I'm not afraid. I mean, you know, I, I've never backed down from anything I've said on this show. You guys are well aware of this in the year and a half we've done this now. But it's either get a tattoo or shave my beard, and you don't want to see. No, 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 no. Yeah, you don't want to see that. It's late night Reds tattoo. Yep. All right, good, good question here from Rye Marco eighteen. Crazy part of all of this is that guys we didn't sign or guys that we traded are on the IL are not playing that well either. So what would the team look like with them anyway? I mean, yeah, that's a great point. Miley's on the IL. Gray's on the IL. Winker hasn't hit well. Suarez was was doing great, and then he's he's struggled. I mean, again, I just maybe they're five and nineteen uh, or six and eighteen. I just I, I don't know. I mean, with this many injuries, it didn't matter what they did; like they were gonna be bad. Yeah, like Gino other than Castellanos, Gino wouldn't let this happen. He will rally the troops. Good vibes only. Yeah, Gino. other than Nick Castellanos, really. I mean, Gino's a fifteen-win in... player, baby. <laughs> in April. In April. <laughs> oh, tough times. We're only 36, 37 minutes into this. Yeah. Let's. Uh, <laughs> any offensive numbers, guys? That that we like to see. Brandon Drury season. 
Yeah, that's nice. Tommy Pham playing well. Yeah. Everyone else is very blue. <laughs> well, a lot of those guys are on the roster right now because they're injured. So that was like what I was seeing out of Nixon Zell until he. Yeah, went, me too. But on the IO. Yeah. Uh, Alexis Diaz. Let's talk about Alexis Diaz. He's really what, good. Yeah, he, he's looked really solid. Hey, Jeff Hoffman, too. You know, I know. For, I got to give credit. Credit where credit's due, man. Yeah. For a guy that's gotten so much uh, uh, garbage, uh, man, he's he's pitched well. Um, where would the Reds be without Jeff Hoffman right now? Would, would, they, be, would they be 2-22? I mean. 1-23? You know? I, I think you have to you have to consider it. Carlos, let me ask you this. What are um <laughs> Carlos, what is uh what are you seeing from Tyler Malley? Why he's pitching, why he's struggling so much? I don't know, man. His his control's all over the place. He's throwing way too many pitches again, which has always been like his his downfall. Um and people are just scoring him up. He's becoming predictable because he's putting himself in bad um, hitters counts. So, I mean, it's still early. He can figure some stuff out and still make himself valuable so he can be traded later. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's 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 it. This is just a couple little tweaks that he can do to, to turn it around. And, you know, he's got a good enough history where I think he will. Yeah, because what was it? Sunday. Um whatever game he pitched this weekend, he looked like really, really good. And then it was like all of a sudden the fifth inning and just everything just blew up on him. And like, you know, I've, we've been pretty critical quite a bit as far as like his inability to not throw 25 pitches in an inning is extremely maddening. I think he's really talented. I think like, I think he's an awesome pitcher, but it's like, you just want him to figure out that like, throw 14 pitches in a netting, throw 16 pitches in a netting. And it's like, ah, you know, I can't say anything. Buck Farmer threw 40 pitches in an inning tonight and didn't even get out of the inning fully. So, um, but yeah, it's like, he's the guy that like, I just wish we could figure out a place where he could throw like 16 pitches and we get to the inning and we're cool. It's like impossible with him. Like literally, what was it? Sunday, he struck out the first batter of the game on three pitches and then threw 28 pitches in the first inning. And it was like, I can't figure it out with him. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I don't want to make too many excuses, but he has faced a lot of really tough lineups so far. Um, I'm interested to see. His next two starts are going to probably be against the Pirates. Let, let's see how, how those go. Let's see if he can kind of um, um, get back on track against them. He's had a lot of success against the Pirates the last couple of years. Um, prior to last night, last night he was really, really bad, you know, with control yeah, and – and he got hit really hard. Um, but the expected tests before last night were looking pretty good. Like, you know, there was some some tough luck involved. So, again, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what it'll look like after these next two Pirates starts. If he looks really bad after his next two Pirates starts, yeah, sure. Like, I mean, maybe time to have a little bit of panic on Mally. But, um, I don't know. Let's see how those go. That would be my wise wisdom at 1210 Eastern time. It's not even your birthday anymore. I know, man. It's Happy over. Cinco de Mayo. That's right. I'm going to see Doctor Strange tonight. Very excited. Nice. Not talking about the baseball team. Talking about an actual movie. Beautiful. Yeah. What's next? 
Uh, well, I got a stat from Stats Inc. that I just saw on the Twitter. Reds are the sec- second team in National League history to lose 21 of their first 24 games. The last team to do that was in 1894. That's not that long ago, if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was practically a couple years ago. I mean, yeah. It was bound to happen. Might not yeah. be a part of history. Yeah. Historic. Here's the thing, though. Like, what organizations can say they feel our pain right now because like the Cubs were really bad for a long time. Not like this, like what the 2004 Detroit Tigers. Is that the only team that's like, yeah, I get it. I understand like the Astros before they won, like all those, like before they got really good. Like that's about it. When was the last time the Orioles were good. I mean, they at least have Cedric Mullins. There's at least something to watch on a nightly basis with them. Eh, miss me with that. Cedric <laughs> Mullins. He would he be the best player in the Reds he, right now. He couldn't hold Farmer's job. <laughs> he, he, he's no Colin Moran. Like, get out of here. <laughs> Let's talk about the minor leagues, shall Let's. we? Let's. This is a new segment we're going to be doing to kind of let you guys know what's going on down there. And um, obviously kind of some things to look forward to some highlights. So I talked about Matt McLean earlier on the show and uh, these are stats before tonight, right, Nick? Yes. He's up to seven home runs now, seven homers, including a grand slam. Uh, so last year's first round pick is moving on up pretty quickly. Uh, Jay Allen. You've heard us talk about him a little bit, especially with our Layton in our prospect preview. Um, a guy we're really high on um, really having a really good year. Graham Ashcraft, I mean, talk about a guy who might be getting some innings for the Reds pretty soon. Very likable, very excited about him. 18 strikeouts, 199 areas, last five starts. I'm a big fan. So, And then Andrew Abbott, the guy from Virginia. The ERA is obviously very nice. Uh, the Reds' 13th rank prospect. And real quick, I know he's not on here, but Chase Petty is also a guy that I've only seen a few clips of, but everything I've seen, I really, really like. So, um. While this is terrible right now, I am excited for what the future of this organization could be. So I said could. I'm not making guarantees. I don't park in that business. Yeah, quick question here from Zach. Uh, Ashcraft is not on the 40-man roster at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, Matt McClain, man. Um, man, It's hard not to be excited. Yeah, and his ability to play every position, um, man hitting for power, getting on base, um, has – you know, kind of that speed threat, very athletic, you know, um, Aram talked about how great of a defensive shortstop he was or how, I'm sorry, I should have said great, how solid of a defensive shortstop he was. We kind of had heard a lot of things about, well, maybe he could play shortstop, maybe not. Aram thought he could. So, um, yeah, I mean, Matt McClain, man, he fixes a lot of problems. He kind of just, he has that like Chris Taylor vibes, which, I mean, man, that's a really valuable player to have. Um and then, yeah, I mean, look, I think like you look at Ashcraft and Abbott and Petty, uh, the Reds have really got a good collection of these young arms, and they're not all going to pan out. That's why you need a lot of them. And so, I mean, I think that's a good thing that they've kind of, you know, started to stockpile some of them. And, I mean, that's what, you know, the Reds need to get out of this is to, you know, more uh, more Abbots and Ashcrafts than uh, Gutierrez's and uh, – God knows whoever else, you know, is, is going to be claimed tomorrow. <laughs> Looking real quick, Ellie De La Cruz already has three home runs as well, hitting pretty well for Dayton, not getting on base a lot. 269 batting average, 310 on base, 478 slugging. 
Ew. but like the like the homers, you know. This think this team could use pop like that right now, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's a lot of talent up and down, you know, throughout the minor mm-hmm. leagues. You know, be just to see how you know, kind of all pans out. I mean, you know, at least at least there's a lot there. At least there's a lot, you know, coming. And you know, I, I again, I'm I'm just I'm I just hope we can at least see what this roster looks like semi-healthy to at least, you know, get some of those, you know, positive vibes for the future. It's not going to do make a damn in 2022, but, um, you know, I definitely think it'll at least make us feel a little bit better about, you know, the future. It almost like with what they have right now, as far as the talent to the system. And I'm not saying it is this level where it was, but like when Carlos was in the system, like, obviously, you know, I don't know if these guys are going to be a National League MVP or throw two no-hitters by any means, but, like, when Carlos is the system, like, a lot of those guys that are making the Major League roster, I, ju- I talk all the time, look at Carlos's double-A Chattanooga team, like, 10 guys made the Major Leagues from that team. It almost feels like that, as far as, like, that depth and that talent level. Carlos, are we back? I've got nothing <laughs> on, the, on the minor leaguers. I really don't know anything about them, other than these stats that you just put up. That's fine. I can contribute nothing to this segment. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> can we do like a, can we actually at some point do like a, um, Carlos, can we get some of your Chattanooga teammates together on the show? And we could do like a reunion show. Just talk about how nasty you guys were. <laughs> the nasty lookouts. Yeah. Or dirty. Yeah. We could have so, once state that year. <laughs> once state. <laughs> Wait, is that the Florida league? Wherever I thought that I didn't think that was how that worked there in double A. So, uh, real quick, obviously, I know this has been coming up quite a bit, but last year, everyone was upset the resident trade for Willie Adames, and it was a thing that was going on for a while, and I feel like we had the conversation with our listeners quite a bit. Um, But we just recently had the report come out from our good friend Bobby Nightingale that explained that for Tampa Bay to make the trade with the Reds, they wanted Jonathan India, and a reliever was the return of the potential trade. Um, I would say I would have loved to have Willie Adamas last year, but not at the rate of losing Jonathan India. So I think I'm okay sitting pat on this one. Yeah, everybody's okay with that now after yeah. the fact. And most people would have been pissed if they would have done it then. Yeah. Because somebody that you think so highly of that you skip so many levels in in the minor leagues, you bring up to the big leagues and all of a sudden you trade them right away. No, that doesn't make any sense, and especially right. for Willie Adamas. So I'm not going to sit here and praise Nick Crawl for not making a trade with Jonathan India when it was a clear, no doubt, no, we're not going to do that. It's like You don't get a pat on the back for a silly trade like that. I mean, we don't know who the reliever was, but it's not like there was great ones to pick from. So, okay, great job for not doing the trade, Nick Crawl. Yeah, I'd push back a little bit more on that. I mean, India was hitting 222, 320. It doesn't matter. He was a rookie. I I think, I don't know. I think you're not putting yourself back into what it was like in early May 2022. We were all talking about where is Mike Moustakas going to play when he comes back from the IL? We had every stinking show was about that, right? Every question was about that. Um, 
I don't know. I think this would have been a very easy trade to make at the time. I don't think you would have got a lot of backlash. Um, I, I think it would have been an easy trade. Hey, that fixes our shortstop problem. We didn't have a place to play India anyways. Um, and I mean, I think that would have been a really bad trade long, long term for the Reds. So um, I don't know. I pushed back a little bit on that. I don't know. I, I, I always love seeing things like this. I like, I love this kind of like information. I think it's interesting, kind of fascinating to see, but no, nah, I mean, I think this was, yeah, it's kind of weird where it came from, right? You questioning Bobby? No, <laughs> <laughs> not on purpose. I mean, if, if if this wasn't true, don't you think like the Rays would say something? Well, like I mean, like the whole timing of of it being released now. I don't know. I'm gonna get myself in trouble. I love Bobby, but come on, right now at this time, this is whenever they haven't won a game since Christmas. <coughs> we want to pat the Reds on the back. Yeah, I don't know if it's pat patting on the back as much as you know, like it's just you know. I mean, this is. This is the guy that's got to get us out of this. And so, I don't know. I, I like that. That was a positive sign, but teach their own. Yeah. And then old John Heyman, Mr. Positivity himself, had a recent uh, article where he talked about uh, there's a rumor about former general manager Watt Jockety potentially taking on a consultant or bigger role with the organization. But, like, <laughs> what? I don't know. I think, again, I'm not going to freak out too much about a John Heyman story. Yeah, exactly. It's Jockety and Bowen together. They come back and join forces. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, he's like 71. So I, I just, I don't think he's going to come over and take over the GM role or anything like that. I mean, Tony LaRusso is managing the White Sox and he's like, what, a thousand? Mm, I guess that's true. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, again, what, what is, what is a bigger role? Like you gotta let, what is that? I mean, yeah. is he again? And look, Jockety certainly had his flaws. He mm-hmm. had some god awful quotes that still make me cringe. <laughs> but I, I do remember seeing the Reds winning ninety seven games with Walt Jockety as their general manager. So again, I just don't think like he's like this guy that has absolutely no value to any franchise. Like you know, I mean, I don't. Know, what is he? What is he getting a bigger role in? Is he helping out with some of the PR nightmare? Okay, well. Hey, go, yeah. for go for a wall. If you got any ideas, let's fix that. Um, is Walt Jockety, you know, they want him, hey, we want to have some, uh, we want your expertise to come in with um, negotiating some of these young players into contract extensions. Oh, Walt Jockety was GM when Joey Votto signed that contract extension. You know, uh, several other guys were, you know, had contracts. Bruce, with him. yeah, Brandon Phillips. So I mean, I, again, what is he coming in to help? That that's that's what you need to know before, I guess, freaking out. <laughs> Zach Zach's killing in the comments tonight. <laughs> Zach is Zach is wilding tonight, man. Jockey only being seventy one is wild. <laughs> Scott Rowland is only forty seven. Thanks, Paps Lou Monday. It's good to know. I think he was forty seven. He was playing for the Reds, though. At least his body was. Yeah. All right, so should we look at what the upcoming schedule looks like now? Does it matter? Pittsburgh. The 10 and 14 Pittsburgh Pirates. Pittsburgh. You hope that they become the Pirates again very soon. 
like this weekend for four games. It's still got like road games in Toronto. Red Sox. Yeah. Yankee Stadium. The Yankees literally, their like win streak just ended. The 11 game win streak. They still got to go there this year. June looks a little better <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, four games with Juan Soda there. You know, pitch around him. Maybe you have a chance. Yeah. Better days are coming. I don't know when, but you they're... said that two weeks ago. They're coming. They're coming. You're lying. <laughs> We're trying. I need, I need more tequila. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying, guys. You know. It's how many? Just... How many? Uh, how many uh, wins does this team finish with? Eleven. <laughs> the whole the whole year. Yes. <laughs> On the record. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know, man. How many major What's leaguers a... are on the team at this point? Sixty-three, seventy-one. No, that's too high. That's too high. <laughs> Sixty-three and ninety-nine. Was that up? Yeah, that was that was the record they had when they drafted Hunter Green, wasn't it? I'm gonna say they they finished with seventy-two wins. Where? That's a push. That's a strong push to the end of the year. Uh, that's exactly 500 the rest of the way. Oh, God. Well, remember. Are you taking were, side bets, Kirby? They were projected to win 79 games this year at the start of the season. And now that that would sound wonderful. So what was your, what was your guys' official? I'm going to say 72. 66. What? Carlos, where are you at? Did I say 63? Yeah. Yeah, 63. All right. I mean, that's not even like in the top 15 of the fewest wins in the franchise. So, I mean, that's. <laughs> yeah. Turn that right into a positive, buddy boy. <laughs> how many, how many games did to, how many games is a uh, hundred losses? 62. 62 and a hundred, baby. Damn. So we're know. all. Have awesome. another. Yeah. You guys aren't used to this. No, 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 we are. We're, we're, we are. I mean, maybe not 100 losses, but we've we've seen some bad Reds teams in our lives. Oh, boy. I don't know if you know this, Carlos, but the Griffey era, they had one winning season his first year. I have never seen a 100-loss Reds team in my lifetime. Nope, we have not. 95 is the most? I just need them to win eight in a row. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're really pulling hard for eight in a row. Yeah, I mean, I'll right, do it. Right in the neck. Nope, I won't do it there. <laughs> on your ankle? Maybe. I don't know. I got to go now tell my wife that if something, some miracle happens, I have to get a tattoo. So she's just going to give me the stare. And we're going to do a live broadcast of that, right? <laughs> we'll make a TikTok out of it. Beautiful. All right. Well, let's do this next week after the uh, the four game sweep of the Pirates. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll see you this weekend. 
I'm stoked I'll be hanging out with you at least. Hey, I uh, this will be my uh, son's first Reds game of his life. So cool. You know, you know what, kid? It'll only go up from here, bud. I mean, Uncle Tim, he better be wearing Reds gear, not Guardians gear. He's gonna have Reds gear on. They're playing the Pirates. Don't worry about that. Yeah. yeah, so now I'm excited. I've been to the ballpark since 2019, so that'll be be nice. Nick's wife volunteered her uh, Joey Vada bobblehead to give to me. That's very sweet of her. I appreciate it. Yeah. 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 Go Reds. Go Reds. Yeah. We'll see you guys yeah. next week. Thanks for hanging yeah. out. We always love this. So presented by Bet Online. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.